slightly larger taste. All right, well, I'm going to try something a little different here because I've got a list <clears throat> of the movies that I just watched that I haven't talked about yet, and I'm just going to go through them. So, first thing I want to talk about is actually more of a uh, franchise uh, that I never really got into and that I was highly suspect of, and it was found footage, and I was burned out at the time, and I didn't care to watch any of it, but I finally dove into the Paranormal Activities uh, movies. And what I actually just watched were the last two, I think. Uh, I think they're the last two, at least so far. Supposedly there's another coming. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, so it was the mark, Paranormal Activity, the Marked Ones, and Paranormal Activity Ghost Dimension. Uh, but with I don't... I'm not going to go into any... Uh, serious detail on any of this, but what I was impressed by was despite um, different people working on these movies, they all connect pretty well in a way. I mean, it's not perfect, but they always find a pretty creative way to connect back. So they're actual true like sequels. And, and I don't think any of these completely veer off like all the way, right? They all tie back to the main movie, the original movie and what the storyline ends up becoming in those original, like the three first, I don't know, three movies or something or four. Uh, even these last two, especially this, the marked ones tries a different angle and it still ties back in. And I really enjoyed how that, that did it. And then the ghost dimension is more direct tie in again. But, uh, I was surprised. I, I think I waited long enough that once I finally dove in to these, uh, I was surprised how much I was enjoying it. And it kind of renewed my interest in uh, found footage to some degree. <laughs> um, although I, I've seen others in between. I just, I don't know. There, I, I think everyone was so into the paranormal activity movies when they came out around me that I just naturally was like, yeah, I didn't care to be a part of it. Or care to, yeah. And I had I had had a very pure experience with the Blair Witch Project. And I just figured there's just no way, like, that anything could have, com could compete with that. Um, the pure experience, I guess I'll talk about that for a second. That's interesting to me, at least. <laughs> the experience I had with Blair Witch, um, I actually saw it a little early on a ripped like VCD file that uh, a friend of mine got his hands on. I think it was actually, I don't, I'd have to double check the release dates and everything. If this makes sense, but 
as I remember it, it was on Halloween and I was hanging out with him in his house and we watched it on a computer, on our comp- on his computer, <laughs> as I recall. Um, yeah, because I don't think there was an easy way to put it on the TV at the time or maybe we didn't have a way. But this, my memory is watching it on the computer, not being sure if it was real or not, because all the marketing at that point was pretty vaguely like, it was, it was supposed, it was trying to let you feel as though it was real, you know? Um, and I just wasn't sure by the end of it, it had totally creeped me out, totally freaked me out. It was Halloween and I wasn't a hundred percent convinced that it was fake, even though I was pretty sure, but it, it was, it was just too hard to tell. It felt like it could have been something that someone actually found and put out. Right. And maybe they edited it together to some degree, but it felt very organic. So um, obviously after that, you know, once you realize it's not, not real, uh, then you realize you're looking more or less at another movie genre. So you're never going to think, even if something was real, you're probably never even going to think it's real if you see it. So, I just didn't care to uh, get into paranormal activity because to me that was, it was a ripoff or something, right? Or it was just, I just wasn't interested. It's like the interest was not being sure if it was real or not. And I was hundred percent sure paranormal activity wasn't real. And, and I'm not, you know, that didn't change. I'm still very sure it's not, but now looking back, um, I just am able to enjoy it as some as a, you know, art or something that was created um, as a part of that genre. And it's very, uh, I found it very satisfying to see the way they tied things back in. I mean, not, it's nothing, it's not perfect, but then my biggest issues uh, that I had, most of them were, were addressed and then, you know, to some degree you have to let go of some of that stuff to fully enjoy it. But my bottom line is I ended up enjoying this franchise as you know, much more than I thought. And I am very much looking forward to a new movie coming if it does come. And I will definitely be seeing that. Um, so if anyone out there has skipped out on paranormal activity, I mean, unless you just have a permanent aversion to found footage, uh, I actually found all of the movies, surprisingly very watchable and enjoyable. Um, some are definitely a little better than others, but they're all, uh, they're all a good time, you know, especially with some other people and some uh, refreshments and all that. Okay. That's paranormal activity. Let's see here. I also, well, I watched a movie on shutter called the reckoning which I think is from Neil Marshall and it's basically a witch hunt movie. Uh, and it's set during the plague and women are getting blamed for it because they don't understand, you know, they have a lot of really good shots of rats running around to hint at here's the real problem, right? <laughs> Spreading the disease everywhere. But of course, uh, women in many cases are getting blamed and they're, they're, um, burning them or torturing them to try to, uh, at least 
the populace anyways, hoping this will solve the problem, right? Make maybe make God happy or, or something to that effect. And there is a witch hunter character in the movie and the main uh, lead in, in the movie uh, ends up getting targeted as witch. And she has had some experience in her past uh, with her mother also. So she puts up a fight and that's basically what this movie is about. Like her not giving in to this, uh, this witch hunter. And I found for most, and I'm not going to go into any other details, but cause there's a lot, lot that I haven't talked about. I'd say the movie's definitely worth, worth watching. The only uh, thing is it's a little overly dramatic in some spots, particularly the opening scene. Um, they really lay it on thick and some of the music I, I thought was just overused. So it feels like a, it feels like a, I mean, Neil Marshall did direct some of the game of Thrones stuff. So it feels like, a, like it could be an offshoot of game of Thrones set in the real world. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's something about that the uh, TV sensibility creeps in there. I mean, it doesn't hit the level of game of Thrones either. I don't know. So there's something that doesn't quite work for me about the music and how overly dramatic everything becomes, but it is enjoyable. It's called the reckoning. Um, It, you know, it does have a satisfying ending for the most part. Um, Not perfect, but it is a good time. It's worth a watch. That's the record. Okay. Then I, uh, well, I watched uh, Maniac Cop for the first time. I'd never seen it. And it was part of Joe Bob did a, has a show on Shudder and he did a screening of that and Maniac Cop 2 and had uh, Bruce Campbell uh, show up for the Maniac screening and, um, the director of both movies who I know his name and it is escaping me embarrassingly right now. He came on for, uh, for the second part of the episode, um, for Miniac cop Two, He did, uh, interviews. So I, I really watched the first movie completely. I watched most of the second movie, but I, I ended up passing out. So I'm not going to really talk about the second movie because, um, you know, I just didn't really watch it. (laughs) And I think the second movie is probably better actually, but I just, uh, I just couldn't get through it. I was too tired. That wasn't the fault of the movie. So Bill Lustig is the director of both of them and uh, maniac cop, uh, Bruce Campbell showed up, like I said, for the first part, he's in both movies. He is in, um, most of the first movie and a little bit of the second movie. And there's an interesting story there, which I'll leave for anyone to discover if they want to, but it's basically just about there. There's some, uh, people being killed and the detective thinks that, that it looks like it might be a cop. And of course the police department's like, that's insane. Why do you think it's a cop? And, so this is actually sort of a timely movie that plays pretty good right now, probably considering attitudes towards police at the moment and all of that. At least, I mean, some people always have uh, 
at least let's say questionable attitudes towards police. Um, but at the moment there's more than, or it's more, uh, pronounced, or at least it was. <laughs> so this sort of, uh, yeah, it shows you the, the issue of, uh, police violence has, is not obviously new and, uh, it was, um, it was thought about and things were made about it. And this is one of those things and it's made about it in a very different way here and turned into a horror movie. It does turn out to be a cop, but sort of a zombie cop, but not really. Uh, I won't spoil how that works. And you end up with Bruce Campbell um, trying to, uh, well, they're trying, he becomes a suspect even though he's not actually the killer and he's trying to prove that he's not. And, and it sounds a little silly cause it is, but it's actually highly enjoyable. And I, like I said, from the, what I've seen, the second movie is even better and I have not seen the third. So, but they're worth watching if you haven't seen it. Maniac cop. There's also a synapse films, Blu-ray of that first movie. I'm not sure. I haven't looked up. What about anything about the second and third physical releases? Um, lastly here, I saw Next of Kin um, at the Rendezvous Film Club streaming online the, the other night. And this is, I think, made in New Zealand. <clears throat> and it's basically about a, a woman who inherits a uh, retirement home. And it ends up thinking the retirement home must be haunted and, and they're trying, she's trying to decide whether or not to sell it. And she's trying to figure out what happened to her mother exactly who owned it, uh, previously. And, um, things get, it takes sort of a slow burn, but by the end things get really crazy and it has, uh, one of the best endings I've seen in a while. <laughs> so I'd never seen this movie before. Um, but it's really good and you may have to sort of, you know, be willing to just sort of go with the flow for a while, but it, ha it pays off really well. It's a really good movie. So next weekend is, uh, someone in the chat of the rendezvous film club mentioned it's for its time. It's almost like the audition of its time, right? It like, it takes its time. It, it, it's kind of not a horror movie for a lot of it. And then it takes a turn. <laughs> And it's a hard turn and it's intense at the end. And that's very similar to how the structure of uh, BK's audition. So even though the content of the movie is not at all the same, but, but structurally there's a similarity definitely. So well worth it. Next again, check that out. Okay. Well, that's it for now. Caught up. Um, I don't know. Moving forward, I may try other longer episodes like this, but now I got to figure out, what I'm going to call this since I have uh, uh, not really themed this any particular way. So I'll come up with something. So until next time when I watch something else, good night. Thanks for listening. 